Happy Wednesday. Wednesday? It's Wednesday already? It's Wednesday already. Holy cow. Jeez. It's Wednesday the, what is the date today? 17th. 17th? Jeez, Wednesday the 17th. It's bonkers. Owl Nation stand up. I feel bad saying that without Jay being here. We'll we'll leave that out. I know, that's why I didn't say say it. That's normally Jay's thing. So, Owl or Nothing podcast. We're back after a little break. But I think it was a well-deserved break for us because we we were pretty busy. It's been a Pretty bu- this is the busiest fall I think I've ever had of my career. But well, even just here at, at Southern Connecticut, we had fifty something games. I know. And then this, like, just this weekend alone, we had home football, volleyball match, two home basketball games. One our team, one one uh, was two other teams. But still, I mean, that was just a long, well, was long just Saturday. Saturday. Right, that was Sunday. Just I know. It's, it was Friday. We had volley. It was busy. Yeah. And women's soccer. Women's soccer. You're not supposed to talk yet. Unbelievable, this guy. Oh yeah, women's I haven't soccer. had a chance to introduce this guy yet, and he's over here talking on the on the radio on the podcast already. That was Brian Nill, cross country coach. I like to refer to him as the head cross country coach. I know that may not be your official title, but that's how I like to refer to you. I appreciate that, Coach Brian Nill, here alongside with us today. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Former student athlete at Southern Connecticut. I'm yeah. glad you're here with us today. One of my favorite coaches. Hey, Easy guy to deal with. You guys are here running at like 4 o'clock in the morning, so that doesn't uh, – normally our interactions are few and far between. <laughs> Just in passing. Just in passing. Locker and, room, bathroom. And we have Jalen Coleman alongside with us too. Senior, cross-country runner. Thank you for that uh, lovely intro. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome with us today. Well, we're excited because we have some big news coming out of the our cross-country – Yes, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. The 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 guys here, you know, finished second overall at the NE10 championship. Yep, and uh, they're heading back to the NCAA's for the second second time ever. That's awesome. Yeah. So when was the when was the first time ever? Uh, well, not the second time ever. Second time since second. Excuse me. Uh, what 1999? Um, so first time they made it was back in the mid 70s. They had a nice run through the 80s, a um, couple times in the 90s, a little gap until 2018, and now 2021. So second time under your tutelage, we'll say. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you guys had a, I mean, any 10s? Talk about your, run me through your any 10 championship. Uh, so on paper, going in, we were we were ranked second going in behind AIC. Um, finished right about where we were supposed to be. Um, closed it up a little bit compared to what I thought we could do on paper. So it was a really, really good race. Um, fast forward two weeks, we were at the regional championships all the way out in Rochester. Um, it's quite the ride but yeah um went in again ranked second came out second so booked another trip to ncaa's and going back so in rochester what was, what was the date of that uh it was i think the fourth was it warm uh it was actually a day like today was it it wasn't bad it wasn't, wasn't bad at it all. was a day I like today know. wouldn't have expected that yeah sunny no wind um i mean the last time we were out there was 2017 we were on <laughs> buffalo and it was about a, a foot of snow on the ground so <laughs> yeah. it kind of worked out well but there are a lot of war stories from that that race oh yeah that's oh, crazy yeah. that's wild that they pick an area like that that's that's kind of susceptible to snow in 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 you know, and the late late October, early November time period, it's a little crazy they, they do something like that. Yeah, it, it rotates throughout the region. Um, so it'll be, it was Roberts Wesleyan this year, 
next year will be down at Adelphi. Oh, okay. And then the year after that will be back up at Franklin Pierce. So awesome. it rotates those three. But, I mean, there were regions. Um, when I was in college, they used to host the West region in Spokane all the time. Yeah, they had a couple of meets where foot of snow on the yeah. ground or 10 degrees out. Yeah, Those can't be optimal running conditions. Yeah, less than ideal. <laughs> less than ideal. Yeah. Do they, like, I don't want, I'm going to sound naive here, but do they, clear, how, how well do they clear the track for that? They clear the course, I mean. So what they'll try to do is if it's a powdery snow, they'll just bring the blowers out and just try to get as much as they can. Um, when we were in Buffalo, it was a heavy, wet snow. So it was nothing cleared. It was just mud everywhere. Um, so it's it kind of wow. depends on what you get for the most part. Wow. So, Jalen, run me through your season, um, you individually and your team as well. Yeah, so, um, I mean, as a team, we were looking great throughout this whole season. We definitely have a really tight group and probably one of the strongest teams that I've seen since I've been here. Um, just you kind of don't know what's going to happen. People, like, sneak up out of nowhere. Um for myself, I kind of went into this, you know, I decided yeah, I'm going to do a fifth year and just kept training through the pandemic and um, came in the season pretty good fitness and I just hung around hung around some guys and work, worked my way up with them. But it was just, it was definitely a lot of good teamwork. Um, uh, Iona was a tough course. That was the first meet. But I think we kind of established, like, that we could handle it. And it, it's just from then on we knew it would just get easier. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Now, are you like the the team elder? Oh no, I'm I'm up there though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a couple of fifth years. Um, I'm probably the second or third oldest. I think I'm, yeah, second oldest. So, yeah. so what is some advice that you give to some of the younger runners that are just coming in, especially as freshmen or sophomores who maybe some kids who were here last year but didn't get the chance to necessarily run, or kids who are just coming in now, or I shouldn't say kids, but students who are just coming in now. Um, what's some advice you give them when you're yeah. training or, or going to meets? The big thing is, like, being patient because you're not going to just walk onto this team and expect to, like, be varsity or mm -hmm. be, like, th that top guy like you were in high school. So a full year of this college training goes a long way. So just kind of wait throughout that process. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of what it is in cross country is just being tough in general. So you have to go into races. Um, Coach Nell talks about it a lot of time where you go into a race and maybe you don't feel great. And maybe during the race you don't feel great. But you just have to kind of, like, tough it up and get through it. And a lot of times, like, it's not going to feel good, but you might surprise yourself. You often will surprise yourself. Awesome. Now, did you you went to Middletown High School? Yeah. Did you run cross-country all four years there? Yep. Uh, cross-country, indoor and outdoor track. Yep, all four. Awesome. And then you hold some records there, do you not? Yeah, I, I think I still do. I'm kind of old, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hope so. Yeah, I think uh, I had the, the SMR, the... Uh, the indoor 800, the outdoor steeplechase, and I can't remember the other one, but there's another one. What is your favorite indoor event? Um, <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I came here and I did like 3K, 5K, but I've now since moved down to the mile. I want the mile to get like, I'm really looking forward to that. So I think that'll be my favorite because it's a really cool event. So I, I run a mile in about nine minutes. How would I fare in some of these meets? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'd be tough. It'd yeah. be tough. All right, I'll keep training. I'll they're, keep working. They're in on the it. parking lot nine minutes later. Man. I'll they're, keep working they're, on they're, it. They're on the lunch bike <laughs> by right. the time you get to nine All right. minutes. Well, I'll work on it. I'll try to get there. I'll do my best. And how about outdoor? What's your outdoor events? Uh, so I'll be doing like fifteen hundred meter training. Yep. Um, in the past, uh, well, I actually ran only one outdoor before, but 
I ran the steeple, and that was a lot of fun. And it's a it's a tough event, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. So as a as a operations person, the steeple is by far my favorite event. <laughs> it's my favorite event because it's got that NASCAR-ish moment to it, where everyone hangs out around there just waiting, waiting for someone to fall or trip and splash and make a big scene out of it. It's that's what you're waiting for. I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. I mean, I mean, that's does that, does that mean to say? No, it's it's. It's probably the most popular event at the high school level yeah. just for that. Just for that. The college level, you don't have the fall as much, no. but when you do, oh, it's spectacular. Yeah, it, and is. it is. It is a swan dive. <laughs> yeah. Someone's feet are just sticking out of the water. Yeah. yeah. And I'll fun. tell you what, it that seems like a grueling run to me. I mean, when you watch it, yeah. so once again, outsider's perspective, I enjoy running. I have no problem running distances and all that, but all of a sudden, you're like, you're watching what I would consider to be very finely tuned athletic machines, and like the fifth or sixth lap through, like they're they're barely getting their legs onto the steeple and they're barely getting over. I mean, that looks like a grueling event. Yeah, yeah, and it, trust me, no, it <laughs> uh, and a lot of it is like the mental. Like you, you have to um, build up momentum, and that's not necessarily like make a move um, early on, but just like make moves like three three like laps ahead, just like plan it out, and it's just a lot of waiting. So it's like mentally taxing yep. as well. So talk to us about Coach Nil. I know it's here. It's maybe a little awkward <laughs> for you, but um, like I said, I've known Coach Nell. I mean, he ran here, so I've known him for a long time. He's back as a coach. I think he's a terrific person. He doesn't coach me, so I uh, I can't speak about the coaching side of uh, of Brian, but uh, give me a little insight as to how he is as a coach and some of the things he's able to offer you guys. Right. I also think he's a terrific person. Thanks, guys. Thanks. No, he's definitely he's a good mentor. He's um, also a good friend because <clears throat> throughout, like, your uh, career, you might stumble across some injuries, and he's a good person to talk to because he's had a lot of injuries himself. So he definitely understands that. Um, he's also just good at keeping it lighthearted at times too when we need to. Um, we'll go into races and like, for instance, the 2019 year, our regional race was like raining and it rained the night before. The course was like really muddy, and him and Coach Wallen did a pretty good job at like calming us down a bit and like, oh, like it's fine. And, like we went into it. A bit more positive. Now I'm not gonna lie; we were a little negative, but like <laughs> it definitely definitely helped a bit. Um, so he's a good coach. He's a good mentor. It's overall a good guy. Yeah, it's awesome. And Brian, talk to me about some of your athletes. Um, some of these cross country guys. Give us the listeners a little insight to um, not necessarily just Jalen, but other guys on the team. So if you ever want to hang out with the most interesting group of people on this planet, <laughs> hang out with the cross-country guys. It's a lot of fun. Um, no, and we've talked about this before, me and Jalen. Um, when you're recruiting, when you're going through the whole process, you're looking for kids that kind of fit the mold here. Um, Jalen was, was perfect. Terrell's perfect. Chris is perfect. They all kind of fit the, the bill of what we're looking for. It's guys that come in are extremely hardworking. They may not be the most talented. We usually don't get the, the top-of-the-line, number-one prospect. But you get guys that understand – this is a four to five year process to get to an end goal. Um, when when I was recruiting you guys, the the first thing I said was, yeah, if we get enough of you guys and we get the right people here, we can go to NCAA's. We can we can try to win a regional title, win a conference title. Um, but finding the the kids that believe in that and understand that and are willing to kind of, for lack of a better term, suffer a little bit to get to that point. That's that's these guys. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. And that's like totally true because we went in and we had a pretty big class and a lot of us were like, okay, in high school, but we definitely had a long way to go. And we've seen that progression and we, we know it's true. Yeah. That he's got something. 
So for you, how did the pandemic and the time off affect you? Um, you know, it could be as a student, it could be as a student athlete. What was the, what were some of the biggest hurdles for you during that time frame? So, I mean, initially, um, initially I was a bit stumped. I was like, man, like no outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had taken so much time off from running to the point where like, cause of my injuries, I was like, I, I just like running in general. So I'm like, I'm just going to just train and just get fit and like, enjoy this as much as I can. So I just just kind of just woke up, took a week off, and got back into it, and just kept going like consistently. Um, so it was like, it actually like weirdly motivating. That's probably the most motivating I was was like in the height of pe- the pandemic when like everyone's like thinking the world's ending. Right. I was out there running. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess that's one of the things. I mean, from your your sport that the pandemic didn't take away from you guys. I mean, if you're a football player, maybe you couldn't get into a field, or a basketball guy, you couldn't get into a gym. But no one was really stopping you from running on the street. I mean. No. You know, it doesn't look like it, but during the pandemic, I was running seven to 10 miles every day because I had nothing else to do. I, you know, we would do our work stuff. We'd finish our Zoom calls and I'd say to my wife, I'm like, I'm going to go run. She's like, where? I'm like, until uh, I can't run anymore. And I may run 10 miles and I'd call her and she's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at the mall. You got to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't appreciate those things, but that's one thing during the pandemic that they get, they really couldn't take away from you. So I imagine being able to train was, and I say easy, but it was something that, you know, you didn't have to worry about doing. You just went outside and you ran. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Jalen did a great job um, just kind of doing everything on his own and kind of understanding we're trying to get back for cross country. We're, we want to have a season. We're, we're hoping that we ha- actually do have a mm-hmm. season, but we're, we're trying to make NCAAs. Um, Jay was on the outside looking in last time because he was hurt. He understood I'm gonna, I have to do a lot of stuff to get there. Um, so there were a lot of conversations with us and a lot of workouts that Jalen ran on his own where you kind of looked at and you're like, okay, all right, we're turning the corner here. Like he, he understands what he needs to do to get to that point and did a great job with it. So, so, so talking now a little bit about the NCAA um, meet that you guys are going to be running in where let the listeners know where it's going to be. I mean, who do we have to beat? Who's the team we need to beat to be an NCAA champion? What's who, what are we trying to do here? So to win that one, that's, that's a tough one. Um, wow. So all the, all the mountain region schools, um, the Colorado school of mines, the Adam States, and then the Midwest, you got grand Valley, mm-hmm. um, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're pretty uh, good in everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they clean up a lot of sports. Um, for us, the our, our main objective, we want to crack the top 25. Sure. Um, we've been ranked, I think this year, 28th was the highest we were, and we were receiving votes for pretty much every other week. Um, I think on paper, we're a top 25 team. We just need to, to kind of do it. Um, but flying down to Tampa, um, St. Leo University. I don't know if you've ever been to St. Leo, but... I have not, but I know where it is, though. It's it's, it's out there. It's in, it's in cow country of Florida. Um, not a whole lot going on All up right. there, but exciting trip um we had a, a female cross-country athlete make it back there in 2016 um so it'd be nice to head back there but yeah it's gonna be a good race saturday morning um yeah it's it's i think the biggest adjustment for us is just the weather mm-hmm. so, i mean this morning we were working out outside it was what 35 yeah it's gonna be about 75 for race time so <laughs> it's gonna be a little adjustment a little but toasty. yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of hanging out outside and we get there thursday kind of adjust but yeah be a good time what i always find interesting about um our cross country program is you guys kind of do everything under the radar. And I say that because you don't have any home meets. Um, you don't have anybody that's coming out to watch you guys from our perspective. I mean, we can't go watch you guys run around our campus at least. So it's interesting to me that, you know, you guys are always so successful and really with little notoriety, I say notoriety, but like I said, it's just mainly because there's no home meets here. How, how is that? Like, what is that a struggle? Is there, is it something we're looking to do in the future? I mean, obviously I'm sure as an athlete, you'd love to be able to run. Yeah. 
a home course here at Southern Connecticut? We would love to do it. It's just we don't have the infrastructure to do right. it. Um, and, and we kind of have a, I guess you could say it's a, pr- a team or a program motto. Um, it's most with the least. Um, not going to have the, the, the full backing because obviously we're not a front and center mm-hmm. sport. Um, but just trying to get everything done and qualify. And you kind of, you build that, that culture of, most of the least and, and just those kids that want to grind and work and show up every single day at, at six o'clock in the morning and come back at three o'clock in the afternoon and, and go again. Mm-hmm. And we're up at on a Sunday or a Saturday, six o'clock in the morning, meet out front at six 30. We're going to, to Naugatuck or Trumbull, go get your long run down. Just kind of building that culture from day one um, definitely has helped, but yeah, we'd love to host something close. Um, probably the closest course that we could host that would be either Wickham up in Manchester or Hammond out in Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a whole process, a lot to sure. do with that one. So that's like I said. I mean, I think Ken can attest to it too. Just the the little amount of, and and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I say fanfare, like I said, because it's not a basketball game where we're loading people in a gym and they're able to watch. And the newspapers here, and there's an article about you in the paper. I mean, so for you guys, it takes these types of things to qualify for the NCAA tournament to get the you know the big time write ups in the newspapers and things like that. So. Yeah, and I think it's hard for people also to understand in cross-country, you want to score the lowest number. In track, you want to <laughs> score the most. I think that kind of throws people from time to time. Um, so that, that definitely makes it a little bit harder yeah. for people to kind of wrap their minds around. Talk about, it. here's my background with cross-country, okay? I like to tell people that I helped build the course at Southern New Hampshire. In reality, as a, as a freshman, I walked around with the coach and when he cut a tree down, I moved it out of the way. <laughs> so that's, that was my extent to building a cross-country course. But uh, early on in my, my career here, I, I think I said to, to Jack Maloney one day, and I was just like, how hard is it to coach cross-country and track? I mean, you just tell a kid to keep you know turning left and run as fast as you can. Uh, and, and I kind of got, got, got a very <laughs> confrontational look, I'll say. Uh, but it was educational. And what I didn't realize is how much strategy goes into the sport. You know, it's not just running as fast as you can and not tripping over a branch or something in on the cross country court. There's a lot more to it. So talk about that a little bit. Just what the what the mentality is going into event when you're out there and and what your goal is right. uh, as as a team and your role as an individual in that pack. So, pretty much like every day at practice, we kind of are assimilating like this idea of like pack running and um a lot of times like workouts we'll have groups group one group two like group 2b and when you're on the course you kind of have to look for those guys and those are the guys you got to run with now maybe you're not finishing with them but if you position yourself with them you can like pass people and then people like look back and they see like five southern guys are like oh no <laughs> and then like they're not like you pass them they're not and they're not going to see them again but like like a part of it is like that team there there is a team aspect across country where it's like you got to like work together um and then that mental part is just dealing with the pain and kind of just pushing it aside knowing that like it actually will get better as the race progresses and you'll like get through it um but yeah you don't want to be that guy that like just goes out hard like a superhero and like <laughs> blows up <laughs> yeah there's there's a bit more to it more or less but at the same time it is just running and you just have to be confident in yourself that's just the main thing is confidence yeah, and it can change from course to course, from day to day, race conditions, with a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, I mean, for our conference championships this year, the the NE10s, that course was very, very narrow and very hilly. Um, so it's a place where you don't want to get stuck in the back because you're going to be doing a lot of spending a lot of time chasing on a narrow course, not a not a lot of room to pass. So race plan going in was let's pack up towards the front, give each other space. But if we're ahead of 
of this group when we're leading this pack, we're not going to get yeah. past as much. And I mean, we were three, four, five um, in that race, and it you saw the gaps form because of how tight the course was. So just looking at stuff like that, you go down to Paul Short, down at Lehigh, it's very wide, it's flat, it's grass. You can get going and you can just set your race up from the gun, but you got to kind of look at things like that. If, it, if it's really wet, you don't want to go out fast. But if it's really, really dry, you can go out fast and kind of hang because the course isn't going to be all sloppy. you got to kind of look for little things and stuff like that and just kind of tailor your race plan to your athletes. Um, not going to send a guy out there like Stephen Fengler doesn't have the best foot speed. There's no point sending him out to the lead because not going to be able to hold on. <laughs> but he's a guy that can come from the back and just slowly work his way forward. It just depends on the person, depends on the course, depends on the day. So, so Jalen, I know you said you're um, a senior, so you've been here for a while. But what was the, the biggest transition from high school cross-country to collegiate cross-country? So I, I asked that question because I know when I was in high school, I did not run cross-country, but our basketball coach was the cross-country coach, and he used to say we'd load kids in the van, we'd drop them off, I'd drive back and tell them to meet us. Like, that was it. Like, that was, that was the extent of practice for cross-country. And you came back, and the guy was like, all right, you guys are good, I'll see you tomorrow. And, like, that's what they did. Like, what was the, what was the biggest transition from you going from high school to college? Athletically. Okay. Two things. Uh, first thing, the 6 a.m. practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, I was used to having just one practice a day, and like waking up early to run, I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I, I think the first week, yeah, the first week, me and my roommate, Chris, I'm going to expose us, we missed um, our one of our morning runs. And like we felt terrible, and <laughs> we did not miss another one after that. Like we were, we felt so bad. Like we, we just came into the field house, like heads down. And it was like just go. Just go <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm um, the second thing, um, which like my dad kind of prepared me for, because he uh, competed in college. But his whole thing was like, you're not gonna be like the. It's like you you want to go to a program where you're not the best guy. You want to go to a program where you have to kind of work your way up to like to be with those guys and you want to have those guys surrounding you. So it's the biggest thing was like, like I came from like my high school, like the best guy and like our cross country and like distance team. And I was like, all right, like I just needed like rewire my brain here and know that like, like I'm not going to be that guy. And honestly, that wasn't that hard of a transition. And like, I tried to, to be humble there. Sure. <laughs> Brian, for you, what was the biggest, um, hurdle or transition for you going from athlete to coach because you you finished here when uh 2015 and you started coaching 2015 so what was the biggest transition and hurdle for you i mean you just i mean you were coaching kids that you ran with you now obviously that's that's changed a little now um over time because those kids aren't here anymore what's what was the biggest hurdle for you so probably the first two was building trust in them as a coach Mm um i mean i was young for my age but i was here for a while. Um, there were two kids that I coached my first year that were actually older than me. Um, so that was, that was a bit hairy. I didn't really know how to handle that at first. Um, but not just you, you, the difference from an athlete, athlete to a coach athlete relationship. We kind of had to figure that out. Um, I mean, these are guys that I hung out with on the weekends. Sure. I can't hang out with you on the weekends anymore. Right. It's, it's, it's a weird dynamic. Um, but no, it's probably just building trust. Um, you're, you're a first year coach. You have a, an idea of what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. you, you, had your your thoughts but you got to figure out whether they work or not um but not treating them like total guinea pigs and actually progressing them along um but figuring out what's right and what's wrong um but yeah the trust aspect that was hard (laughs) that was a little hard what's been what's been what was your personal highlight for the year 
with the team. You saw something and you just kind of like, wow, that was really awesome. I'm really proud of that guy or, or this team. So probably the from the team aspect, winning Paul Short, um, just moving up a race and winning. Uh, we were second two years ago, so it was nice to, to pick up a win there. Um, on the individual front, and I think Jay can attest to this one just from watching it, but Johnny Volpe, one of our freshmen, um, Johnny came in from Naugatuck. We always get Naugatuck kids, and they always they always run really, really well for whatever reason. Um, so Johnny comes in. He's more of an 800-mile type guy, so 10K for cross-country is a bit of a stretch for him. Um, you notice throughout the season he's getting a little bit better, a little bit better. He's kind of wrapping his mind around racing a little bit more. Um, we show up at the regional meet. On paper, he should have been like 20th. 18, 20, um, he wound up 10th, and it was one of those races. You just watched him. They have the, the timing mats giving you splits, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it on my phone because I can't see everybody out there, and I'm like, he's moving up. He's moving up. He's moving. <laughs> and he just kept moving forward, and it was one of those races where it's like, wow, this little freshman who, for lack of lack of a better way to put it, he's kind of in the clouds at times, a little mm-hmm. out there, but he, he put together As a great race. As most freshmen are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, no, just watching it put together that race, you were like, wow. Like, he, yeah, he figured yeah. it out. It was kind of cool to see. I was literally running and I saw a shadow of just like someone fixed their hair. And I, I was like, oh, no way. It's Johnny. And what, what about you? What, was, what do you think was the highlight of the year? What, 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 mm-hmm. Not really a highlight, but what was like, that was that was just an amazing thing that just I, would, I witnessed right there. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, conference was a pretty good one because although like I felt like I didn't run as best, I looked around and I really thought about it. I'm like, Everyone ran really good. Like, we all ran pretty good, you know? Like, so it just made me feel good about the team there and, like, the fact that, like, we are, like, competitive in this conference and um, with AIC, who's, who's such a powerhouse um, in, in distance. So that that felt really good to know that, like, we were all just collectively, like, up there in that top, I think we had, like, top 25. No, top 22. We had, like, our top seven and top 22. So that was cool. So I, I'd be remiss without mentioning this, I think. So I, I did refer to, to Brian as the head cross-country coach. But, I mean, the head coach of cross-country is technically John Wallen. You just tend, you work with all the distance guys. Correct. What is it like, Jalen, what is Coach Wallen like? Give the give the, the <laughs> listeners a little insight. Into, I mean, I could sit here and tell you about what I think about Coach <laughs> I love Coach Wallen. I think yeah. he's awesome. He's a great, great person. And I know he's a great coach because we had a program that was very successful that when he came in, has only gotten better. So, what? Give me a little a little insight on uh, on, on Coach Wallen. So, Coach- <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners that can't see, the facial expression was the best part. <laughs> he's looking over his shoulder right now to make sure, make sure he's not standing behind him. I know if we didn't mention him, I mean, he, he's going to listen to this podcast. He's probably going to come yeah. up to me and say something at some point. So, I got to I got to mention him here. No, I, I can't say anything bad, bad about Coach Wallen. Uh, he is. So he comes across as, like, a really stern guy. He's the type of guy that, like, freshmen are, like, afraid of. But if you get on his good side, trust me, he has a good side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he's really a, he's really a nice guy. And, um, like, even after, like, conference, he kind of pulled me aside and gave me, like, a, you know, message about, like, how the team is and everything. And he cares a lot about the team. And, like, he likes the kids that – don't know what's going on. Like he likes the Volt, the Johnny uh, Volpes. Like <laughs> he likes he likes building people up and like taking a kid that is like maybe he wasn't scoring a lot of points in high school or like getting to like pass the state meet and like develop de- developing them like Neil does. And then he also likes taking kids that aren't you know um, 
necessarily mature in like you know the classroom or just in life and just mentoring them and like getting them ready for the real world because like yes they want to get us to like as fit as possible and like to accomplish like all these goals on the track but also like outside the track they want us to prosper too so he's he's a really good mentor he i mean it goes with going he's a dad so he's like a right mentor. yeah he's a dad to the team and and brian i know you and john are very close what's your uh i mean you went from athlete for him to coaching with him give me a little insight from that perspective it was kind of cool that it, it seemed like a seamless transition from from my perspective um kind of just showed up he basically gave me the keys said <laughs> hey if you need anything let me know but this is yours for now um and it, it worked out fine I, we are pretty much in constant contact going back and forth about any everything running related uh football related any it doesn't matter um so no, it's nice kind of having almost like a, a, a second dad to a certain degree because, like you said, he was my coach for mm-hmm. my last three years here, um, and then I've worked with him for seven years straight since then. So now it's it's a very strong relationship, and Jay's right with the the mentoring aspect and having those conversations. And you notice it more in cross-country track to a little bit lesser degree. Um, we travel everywhere in vans. Yep. Every meet is vans. And those conversations that you have yeah. in vans, you learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot about life in those, on those van rides. Um, and it's never anything bad. It's never anything crazy. It's usually something that someone said earlier in the week, one of the guys will bring up, and then it just turns into this big, long conversation. Um, but no, I mean, we talk about anything. Yeah. Anything and everything in the vans, and you learn quite a bit from the guys. He, he loves nicknames. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the, that's the best part oh, about yeah. the van rides, though. It's just like we just, yeah, we just have like ridiculous stories and like just fun times. Like just he calls me like JC Bad Boy. Called <laughs> or Chris, we we start calling Chris White Spicy. Just ridiculous <laughs> names. Yeah. Like yeah, you guys do have you. Coach Wallen comes up with some interesting names for people. Oh yeah, They're, I mean, and even his email. Like he'll send emails <laughs> to you. And what I realized about his emails is are that you have to read them and read them thoroughly because there's always something put in there that you read and you're like, oh, God, like you didn't even know that was in there. And it, it could be the littlest thing, like the littlest things in the email, and they're awesome. I think oh, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever received a voicemail from Coach Wallen, like I, on your I, office phone. <laughs> you should listen to those if you have. I don't know if oh, I have. Oh, they're funny. I have I, I've point. gotten one or two. Yeah. yeah, they are very, very funny. There's always a nickname thrown in there. Yeah, they're all, oh, everyone has nicknames. <laughs> I have many nicknames, but that's fine. Talk to me about uh, the big send-off that we're going to have here going on uh, Thursday. You guys leave Thursday? Yeah, leave You don't Thursday even know morning. about this yet. Is this, was this a surprise? Did I just ruin the surprise? I think you just ruined the surprise. Oh, Christ. That was devastating. Well, any- Nothing's happening. We're not doing anything. Good luck. We'll see you guys out there. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to change the time we leave now. Perfect. Just so you guys don't know. No, but uh, anything and any anything works for these guys. They're excited. I just want to get down there and get going. It's it's a lot of fun being able to travel. So just having that opportunity this fall to get on a plane because we always talk about it. The guys that are really good get on planes. Right. So get them on the plane and we'll go from there. So you leave Thursday, you compete Saturday? Correct. Awesome. And hopefully you're when will you come back? Uh, we're flying back midday Sunday. Midday Sunday. I'll be flying back with a bunch of trophies with you guys. That'll be awesome to, to hopefully have come back to campus. Yeah. A whole bunch of them, I think. <laughs> There better be a whole bunch of hard work coming back. Hey, it's hard, but we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Well, I know there's a there's a definitely a buzz going around about you guys going, and there's no uh, that's the honest truth. We're excited for you guys. We're we're pumped to see how you guys do and and, and how you guys make out. Yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled for you guys, and and you know I wish you the best of luck and go get a go get a trophy and bring it back. You know, this is a, it's going to be great, and the whole campus is proud of you guys, and and uh, keep doing what you're doing. 
Alpha Owls. Does Alpha Alpha Owls applies to the cross country team? Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. my that's my favorite thing. <laughs> so, I love that mentality. That's that's awesome. So well, it sounds like we're wrapping up. I know I know Jay. So Jay, my partner in crime here on on the air is not here today, but we always end every segment with the same thing. It's called a rapid fire round. Now Jay always has a sheet of questions. I don't have that sheet of questions, so I'm gonna go off memory. So I'm just gonna rapid fire questions. You guys, you guys, are gonna be, you guys can both. We can do it for both of you guys. Sure. You're going to give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay? That's dangerous. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're harmless questions, I hope. I mean, they're, they're pretty easy questions. Right? Yeah. Okay. You guys ready? Favorite food? Ooh, uh, mashed potato bacon pizza. Good answer. Uh, chicken parm. Chicken parm. Yeah. Awesome. Favorite musical artist? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, probably Boss. I don't know if anyone's actually heard of Boss, but... Never heard of Boss. I, I promise probably two-thirds of the people listening to this have heard of Boss. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. He's pretty good. Okay. Now I'll have to look it up. Probably Kanye, but like, okay. I know he's a little bit crazy. Now. <laughs> it's all right. It's musical <laughs> preference, right? It's up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite movie? Pulp Fiction. Good, good answer. Same. Pulp Fiction's a great movie. Yeah. Caddyshack. Another great That's movie. That's another yeah. great movie, yeah. Those are two fantastic, fantastic yeah. movies. I think this might be the time we've had multiple people from the same team give answers that we knew. We we, we both saw the movie or, or <laughs> right. we knew what they were talking about. Yeah. I have no idea who bosses. I got bosses. I have to I have to check that out. But. Yeah, when we're done. But yeah, normally we get some some answers were they're interesting. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty interesting. <laughs> so uh New Haven Pizza, where are you going? Ooh, and so. it's got to be one of the big three. It's got to be Sally, Peppies, or Modern. You can't give me any other answer right now. You can just give me the first answer, and then you can. Well, he wants to. If he's going mashed <laughs> potato pizza, then he's got to go bar. Bar. You could go bar, I guess. So, out of the big three. Yep. Modern. Okay. Out of the. the, the out of New Haven. The rest. Yep. One, six, three. And if they want to call me and say that this is an ad, I will gladly, <laughs> gladly get on board with that because their pizza is unbelievable. One, six, three. Where is that located? It's over in East Rock. Okay. Um, right. Uh, kind of. Across the way from Archie Morris. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's around the corner there. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. And Jake can attest, excellent pizza. Okay. Excellent well, pizza. We're going to have to try it out now. What about uh, you, Jay? Is that your? Is that your? I was going to say modern. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the big three modern is my favorite. Okay. So this is the last one. It's a it's an in-depth one. You're going to have dinner. You could pick four people to be at this dinner, dead or alive. Who are you inviting to dinner? Could be anybody. You don't have and to know them. Could be anybody at all. Let's go Coach Nil first. Let's go Coach Nil first. I got to have my parents there. Okay. So that's two. Two parents? Two, uh, two seats left at the dinner table. That's a tough one. Um, so I got both parents. I got yeah. Muhammad Ali. Okay. And just for comedic value, Rodney Dangerfield. Wow. Rodney Dangerfield. Wow. I had I to think about that one. I didn't see that one coming. Me neither. Rodney Dangerfield. That's a good one. Though. Wow. Caddyshack. I mean, you're a Caddyshack. I was about to say, you're a Caddyshack guy. It makes perfect sense to me. And he's from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. A little bit of a connection there. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was from Long Island. Interesting. Sure is. All right, Jalen, you got four people. Dinner table. Who's going to be there? All right. Marshawn Lynch. He's <laughs> yeah. All right. That's I want to change mine. <laughs> no, it's too late. It's too late. I knew he was going to say that. You better hope you're invited to his at this rate. I gotta throw a comedian in there, you know. Well, Marshawn Lynch is—he's I mean, he's one step guy. below a comedian, I think. Yeah. What an answer! That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll go Chris Rock. Okay. Marshawn Lynch, Chris Rock. And then also my parents. And both yeah. parents. Because you said that. I, I think that's the first time, I mean, we've had, same thing. We had two parents invited yeah. on each thing. That doesn't normally happen either. Never. I don't think that's happened yet. No. No, not at all. Usually you get the second person going, eh, I guess, yeah, I would have my mom there. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you have that, right. well, he right. said it, so I guess I have to. Right. Well, guys, we appreciate you being on today. We're uh, You guys were awesome, awesome guests. We're glad you guys were here. And like I said, we're really excited to see uh, how you guys fare this weekend. So uh, anybody that's listening, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be uh, having a tremendous send-off cross-country. Going to be uh, making sure they have a, a, a nice warm send-off to uh, go to nice warmer weather and, and come back with some hardware. Good luck, guys. Best of luck, fellas. Congrats Thank on a great guys. season so far, too, and keep it going. Awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. Be sure to rate, subscribe, like, all those good things. All or nothing. 